Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate, or you can go to buymeacupofcoffee slash CraigU. All of these links are also in my show notes. And for people who donate, I have various levels of benefits. For $5, you get a thank you at the start of the next episode of Canadian History X, Canada's Great War, and from John to Justin, and on social media. For $10, you get everything from the $5, plus this episode is sponsored by, with your name at the start. Also, I'll state it's sponsored by you on social media. For $20, everything from the $5 and $10, plus a second episode sponsored by you and promotion of something you're working on. And for $50, everything from the $5, $10, and $20, plus you get to choose a topic for me to cover on Canadian History X. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok where I put up daily videos about Canada's history. Just go to my username, Bairdo37. And you can find weekly videos on Canada's history on my YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com slash C slash Canadian History X. If you want to find transcripts of every episode I've ever done, you can go to my website, CanadaEHX.com. And there's over 700 posts on Canada's history there. Before Europeans ever ventured into the area that would one day be Saskatchewan, the area of Shaunavon was home to a diverse group of indigenous people. The primary group that inhabited the region in the pre-colonial era were the Blackfoot. The bison formed an incredibly important part of the culture, diet, and materials used by the Blackfoot, and the vast herds would migrate through the region that is now Shaunavon and would be hunted, including using nearby bison jumps to harvest a large amount of animals. The Sioux were also found in the area, which was part of their Upper Northern Territory at the time. Fur traders would gradually come into the area, as well as explorers, which would cause a massive change in the culture of the indigenous. One indigenous group that arrived from the east with the fur traders were the Métis, who set up nearby settlements in nearby areas such as Willow Bunch and Wood Mountain. Today, Shaunavan sits on Treaty 4 land. By 1913, settlers were migrating into the area in large numbers. This was because the government allowed land to be purchased throughout the province at a cost of $10 per quarter section as long as a homestead was built on the quarter. Thanks to this deal, the area around Shaunavon quickly sprang up. On September 17, 1913, the sale of lots on the new site of Shaunavon began. 
There were about 125 people waiting to buy plots in the community, some having waited for two weeks in line for the sale to begin. In the space of only eight hours of selling in the Shonovan area, 370 lots were sold worth $210,000. Now as for the name of the community, that's a bit of a mystery. It's believed the name comes from two names. The first is Lord Shaughnessy and the other is William Van Horn. Lord Shaughnessy was one of the founders of the Canadian Pacific Railway, while Van Horn was the president of the CPR and helped to get the Transcontinental Railway finished. Those two names together become Shaughnavin. But that isn't the only story for the name origin. Another story states that the name comes from Lord Shaughnessy turning down the honour of having the town partly named after him, and instead asking that it be named Shaughnavin in reference to his home in the United Kingdom. Likely, the first story is the more accurate one. Water was a big reason so many wanted to homestead in the Shaughnavin area. The water in the area was considered to be the purest and most plentiful around. Thanks to the water and the land, Shaughnavin became the first community in Canada to grow from being just a village to a town in under one year. Shaughnavin continued to grow in the next two decades, and in 1939, when King George VI and Queen Elizabeth came to Canada, the water they were supplied with came from Shaughnavin. This helped it earn the title of Water Capital of Canada. In 1915, the Shaughnavin Hotel was built on six town lots in the new community. This three-story wood frame building would go on to become an integral part of the business district of the community for the next 90 years, and one of its most important landmarks. When it was built, it was considered to be one of the most luxurious hotels in southern Saskatchewan. Even more amazing is that the hotel was built in only two months. In 1928, it would go through an expansion that would make it larger and even more impressive, and in May of 1999, it was made a municipal heritage property. On June 28, 1923, Shaughnavin would be brought to the forefront of the news in Canada when Gib Hollenbach, a farmer and pool room keeper in nearby Dollard, was shot and killed in his pool room. Leonard Staven, a farmer in the area, was arrested. According to Staven, he was talking with Hollenbach in the pool room when a man came with a mask on and ordered the men to put their hands up. While he would say he put his hands up, Hollenbach did not and was shot three times. Within half an hour, police from Shaughnavin arrived and arrested Staven, and Fred Huss would also be charged with the murder, and both would go on trial in November. Huss would be given the death penalty with his hanging taking place on February 2nd at the Regina Jail, while Staven was found not guilty of the murder thanks to Huss taking all of the blame for the murder, adding that he was only taking instructions from him under duress. On July 28, 1924, Shaughnavin was hit by one of its worst storms when a possible tornado, or at least a cyclonic wind, hit the community, destroying buildings and dropping a massive amount of rainfall in the community in only 20 minutes. In some areas, 71 millimeters of rain fell. The storm caused hundreds of thousands of dollars in lost crops through the region. The hail not only did massive damage to crops, but also to homes in Shaughnavin itself. At one point, the downpour was so heavy that people could not see the house across the street. Many homes and businesses were flooded, and, and nearly every home in town had some sort of damage to it from the wind, including windows broken. It was estimated that half the telephones in town were out of order, and 50 telephone poles were down. Several cars on Center Street had their tops torn off by the wind, and the sidewalk in front of the CPR property was swept across the street and reduced to pieces of wood. 
1926, the Shonovan Courthouse was built by the architect and engineer, Maurice Sharon, who designed 10 provincial buildings in Saskatchewan between 1916 and 1930. Within the community, the courthouse would become an important landmark with a landscaped yard and colonial revival style design. Due to the importance of the building to the community and the surrounding area, it was made a municipal heritage property in 1984. In 1929, another hotel was built in Shonovan that would rival the Shonovan Hotel. The Grand Hotel is one of the few remaining hotels in Shonovan from the construction period in the first decades after the railroad arrived. The hotel was an important part of the social scene of Shonovan, and it was also the site of two unfortunate tragedies. On March 16, 1940, Sergeant Arthur Barker of the RCMP was murdered in the rotunda. The only witness was a Chinese baker named Ma Se, who was playing solitaire in the corner of a hotel lobby. Victor Richard Greenlay, a rancher and officer of the 14th Saskatchewan Light Horse, would be charged with the murder. At the funeral of Barker, hundreds of people attended to honor the police officer, and Greenlay would be declared insane as he was suffering from a delusion that made him believe that killing Sergeant Barker was his duty. And this was not the only time the rotunda was the location of a murder. Only two months after the murder of Sergeant Barker, Toy Ying was charged with the murder of two Chinese men in the rotunda of the hotel. Ying would say that Ma Hop had scolded him and he attempted to run away, but two Chinese men stopped him. Hop was then said to yell, beat this toy, and he took out a knife. In the scuffle, Ying got the knife and stabbed the same man who had witnessed Barker's murder a few weeks earlier, and he also killed Hop in the same melee. Ying would say that he was acting in self-defense when he was being attacked. Ying would be sentenced to 20 years in prison on each charge, which were reduced from murder to manslaughter, and the sentences would run concurrently rather than one after the other. Due to its importance in the history of Shonovan, the hotel was made a municipal heritage property in 1999. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It was in the 1920s that Shonovan became known for something that would not be met with enthusiasm today, badger fights. These fights consisted of a badger going up against a medium-sized dog. The Regina leader reported, quote, A great throng would gather in no time and the amount of money bet on either dog or badger, whichever one had most faith in, appeared to be nothing short of phenomenal, end quote. Introduced by George Armambault, or Shambo as he was called, the sport was not met by enthusiasm by many. The Assiniboine Times reported, quote, With public revulsion of the cruelty to animals that has come as a result of this perhaps timely to turn the spotlight of public attention on another and worse form of cruelty, we refer to the badger fighting such as is practiced in the town of Shonovan. End quote. A warrant was issued for Shambo to stop the fights, but it was to no effect. The Regina leader would write in 1958, quote, Proud of their sport, the likes of which had not been seen nowhere else in Canada, they named their hockey and baseball teams after it, and Shonovan became the home of the Badgers. End quote. Now, there is some speculation that the article from 1958 was a hoax, but looking through newspapers from 1930 to 1935, I found the following items. One stated, quote, The bout is causing more interest, it is said, than the famous Badger fight staged by the Shonovan Board of Trade. End quote. In another article about a staged bison hunt at Wood Mountain, 
It is stated, quote, The people of southern Saskatchewan will still have their fun. Recent visitors from there report that badger fights are still going strong as a Saturday night attraction at Shonovan, end quote. In the third article, written about a party to say farewell to two RCMP officers in the community who were transferring in, it was stated, quote, Owing to the inclement weather conditions, the badger fight would not be staged. The evening was spent in bridge and music, end quote. In 1930, a building was remodeled to become a theater in Shonovan to show the latest movies, and the amazing thing about this building is that it continues to stand to this very day and still shows the latest movies. On May 12, 1930, the Regina leader wrote, quote, at the present time, the building formerly known as the Plaza is being remodeled into a theater. The building is of brick and tile construction and was one of the largest dance halls in the province. The latest talking equipment is being installed, and the seating capacity will be in the neighborhood of 700. End quote. When it opened, Hollywood was just entering the talking film era, and today it is showing the latest digital movies. The theater has also been part of one family through five generations, which is truly astounding. It is one of the most unique theaters you could ever hope to visit in Saskatchewan, or Canada for that matter, and a trip to Shonovan is definitely worth the visit. For 85 years now, if you've wanted to see a movie in a theater in Shonovan and area, you'd hit the Plaza. Next weekend, the Plaza Cinema will celebrate its 85th birthday as a first-run movie theater continuously operated by one family. Five generations of the same family have run it. That celebration will include a free screening along with popcorn which I attest to is the best in Saskatchewan and many prizes. Herb and Leslie Goldstein are the owners of the Plaza Theatre in Shonovan. Uh, good morning to you both and happy anniversary. Thanks so much. And by the way, we don't really own it. We never really own it. Right now we're the caretakers. Caretakers right? of it. Okay. Yeah, good yeah point. five generations of looking after it. Good point. Now, full, disco full disclosure, if, uh, if Herb and Leslie sound like we're all old friends, we are. I had the pleasure heading out and about to the Plaza Theatre back in November of 2004 for a, for a fun day. And I'm sure lots have changed since then, Leslie. But what, do, what is your earliest memory of the theatre? You know, it's hard to pick out an early memory because it was just always there. I was going there before I was born. And I just spent most of my time when I wasn't at home there with my, with my mom and my aunt and my uncle. Any stories or, or remembrances of early movies that you saw? Well, I saw all of them. Okay. <laughs> and so none stand out for me. It's quite different. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Herb, uh, let's get to this modern day and age. How has technology changed the place over the years? Well, uh, with the new equipment, just for me, uh, being the, the age that I am, the understanding of it... Uh, has been excellent. Uh, we did have a sound engineer come to do our uh, our upgrades uh, for digital, and, and it's just fantastic. We've had people from the city say they've never heard sound like it, so it's been, been pretty humbling, I'll tell you. When the new technology has come in, do you miss the sound of the, of the film projectors? Huh. Well, uh, I guess I just remember the day you were there and you were listening to the click. And, and I love that. I love uh, it. So, not really. Uh, carrying a, a hard drive up the stairs is a heck of a lot easier than the 60-pound cans. Yeah, for, for people who don't know, a digital projection now, you get the movie on a little hard drive which you punch into the computer as opposed to the big 60-pound pound cans of film. So I guess your back feels good these days too, Herb. Much better. I can go up faster. <laughs> In the 1950s, Everett Baker, a historian and naturalist, began to develop a park located about 30 kilometers west of Shonovan. Hoping to create a place for people to appreciate nature, his Pine Creek Park would become a beautiful spot in the open prairie of Saskatchewan. 
The park, which is actually in a small valley in the prairie, features many tree and plant species that you typically see in the Rocky Mountains or Cypress Hills. In 1970, it was made into a regional park to honor Baker and John McCoon, who camped in the area as part of the Canadian Geological Survey in the 1880s. I've visited Pine Creek Park many times when I lived in the area, and I can say it's one of the most beautiful areas in all of southwestern Saskatchewan. In 1952, oil was discovered around Shaunavon, and that would spur on the development of the community even more. Within 10 years, there would be 125 oil wells and 5 oil fields within a radius of 40 miles, producing 25,000 barrels a day. The area is still a major oil producer for the area. My grandfather actually worked on an oil rig there in the 1960s. In 1963, Shaunavon celebrated its 50th anniversary, and it was a big event for the community of 2,500. The Golden Jubilee saw the community's population double to 5,000 for the festivities and hotels were packed and strangers began putting up visitors they didn't even know who had come to Shaunavon after years away. Municipal Affairs Minister E.I. Wood officially opened the event and he was joined by Premier Woodrow Lloyd who presented authorized copies of the incorporation of the village of Shaunavon in 1913 and the town of Shaunavon in 1914. Over 300 of the honored guests were over the age of 65 who were residents of the town prior to December 31, 1914. A mile-long parade was also held, two in fact, led by the RCAF band out of Moose Jaw for the first parade and the Cabri band for the second parade. Shaunavon is home to many sports stars. For one, Jim Hunter, one of Canada's iconic Crazy Canucks skiers who dominated skiing in the 1970s, was born in Shaunavon. In fact, there's a wonderful documentary about him from the 1970s available to watch for free on the National Film Board app. The most famous person to come from Shaunavon, though, is without a doubt, Haley Wickenheiser. Born in Shaunavon on August 12, 1978, she would go on to become arguably the greatest female hockey player in Canadian history. Representing Canada's women's national hockey team for 23 years from 1994 to 2017, she set the team record for points with 168 goals and 211 assists in only 276 games. In five Olympic games, she earned four gold and one silver and was twice named the tournament MVP. She also competed at the Summer Olympics in softball and won seven world championships in hockey. Outside of international play, she was also the first woman to play full-time professional men's hockey in a position other than goalie. And in 23 games with the team in Finland, she recorded two goals and 10 assists. She was also one of the first two women players to appear in an EA Sports NHL game when she appeared in NHL 13. In 2019, Wickenheiser was inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Shaunavon would name its new recreational complex after her in 2011. That same year, she was also awarded the Order of Canada. If you would like to learn more about the history of Shaunavon, then the best place to check out is the Grand Coteau Museum and Cultural Centre. The origin of this museum dates back to 1931 when it was established to preserve the history of Shaunavon. The first museum was housed in the old cottage school and it was volunteers who kept it going until 1936. At that point, only one person, Frank Barnstead, volunteered and kept the museum going until 1957 when a revival began. At that point, the museum was moved to its present site on Centre Street, where it remains to this day. The building was completely renovated and opened in 1963 in time for the 50th anniversary of Shaunavon. Since that time, the museum has expanded and grown and would eventually include a branch of the regional library and an art gallery. 
Today, the museum is one of the best small-town museums in all of Saskatchewan. It features exhibits that explore the natural history of the community, as well as the heritage of Shaunavan, from the pre-colonial days to the settlement of Shaunavan and beyond. There are many rocks and fossils from the Cretaceous period on display, as well as a bison that has a unique story behind it. The bison was obtained by Dr. Lee from Wainwright, Alberta, where there used to be the Buffalo National Park before the bison were moved to the Wood Buffalo National Park. He had found the carcass, and the cost of conducting taxidermy on the animal was far more than the committee could afford. Dr. Lee then remembered that a Mr. Stefan, who was a taxidermist, needed an appendix operation. The doctor said he would take the appendix out if Stefan would stuff the bison. This was agreed to, and that is why there's a bison on display at the museum. The Shonovan Standard reported on March 2, 1933, quote, Towering six feet in height and mounted in lifelike posture, the buffalo obtained from the Wainwright herd in November is now mounted and on exhibit. A splendid piece of workmanship has been done by Frank Stefan, taxidermist in charge of the work, aided by Jack Hughes, curator, and if no other reason, a trip to the museum to see the buffalo is recommended. Quote. If you'd like to learn even more about the history of Shaunavan, then another great thing to do is to take the Shaunavan Heritage Walking Tour. On the tour through downtown Shaunavan and beyond, you will visit 20 different sites that highlight the history of the community. These sites include the aforementioned Plaza Hotel and Grand Hotel, the Union Bank, the Rex Cafe, the Shaunavan Courthouse, the Shaunavan Masonic Temple, the Memorial Park and Cenotaph, and of course, the Museum. And if you do go to Shaunavan, I have to recommend that you check out the Harvest Eatery. It is honestly one of the best places I have ever had a meal. You will not be disappointed. It's easily one of the best restaurants in Saskatchewan. I hope you enjoyed that episode of my look at Shaunavan, Saskatchewan. If you did, please leave a rating and review. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Michael Matthews, Joanna Parker, Jeff Dahl, Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Roy, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time.